Welcome to Lynn Cullen Live, talk radio without the static. Email your questions and comments to lynn at pghcitypaper.com. And now your host, Lynn Cullen. Hello there, hello there. <coughs> me, 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 me. Hello there, hello there, and welcome to the program. I think we're going to get interrupted by one of them fire alarms, so just giving you advance warning and reminding myself of that. Also, it's Tuesday, even though it feels like Monday, and that means my sister Susan is joining us from Chicago. Hi, Suze. Yeah, good morning. Good morning. You remembered me. I did. Why did I forget you last time? Well, no, occasionally you do, but I, no, you didn't forget me this last time. Wait a minute. We can't. Uh, your audio's got to get up. Hang on. Um, <clears throat> so can we both. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Uh, no, it's on our end. I think. Hey, um, you're hearing that sort of buzzing thing. Okay, I'm more concerned about hearing Susan, though. Can, Suze, say something. Um, okay, you're good. Hi, did you see the new Nike ad? <laughs> yeah, sure. Did you see all the Nikes burning all over the place? Uh, no, you're kidding. Are you kidding? That ad made me cry. Yeah, but, but. People are burning Nikes left and right. And someone just said on Twitter, <clears throat> yeah, Trump supporters are burning Nikes because they don't have any books. <laughs> it's pretty good. <laughs> uh, okay, but wait, before we get to Colin Kaepernick, uh, when I was driving in, I was listening to CNN and the Kavanaugh hearings the oh, yeah. started, and yeah. oh, oh my God! It, oh no, they're screaming their heads off. It's chaos. I mean, quite literally, there was a woman that they just dragged out <coughs> screaming her head off. They had to have. I mean, I don't. I didn't. I was just listening to it. They had to have dragged out a number of women, a lot of screaming women, a lot of screaming Democrats. Um, when last when I left the car, uh, they still hadn't been able to start the hearing because uh, the Democrats were insisting on um, all kinds of things and also uh, possibly taking up their motion to adjourn since they didn't have any opportunity to deal with these documents that got dumped on them well, last the night. the chair, you know, said... We read every 42,000 pages of documents. You should have been able to, too. And I'm going, really, really, really? How many people did you have there? He, here's, yeah, so Grassley's saying that the Republicans managed to read 42,000 oh, yeah. pages could it, so could you. last night. And he, and he keeps saying things like, um, oh, this is what we're going to hear all through this. He is absolutely not listening to a thing they have to say but it's not stopping them from one after the other i know making these legal and passionate and 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 clear re, you know requests and i have to say i think that anybody that's paying attention i don't think this is i don't think this is going to in or to their benefit yeah uh I mean, define. Well, I'm just saying, I wait, 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 wait. Okay, hang on. But okay, wait a minute. All right. Why doesn't it see? It doesn't seem quite as loud today. Or that's not true. 
Thank you. Goodbye. Okay. okay. Susan, okay. so you're saying Sorry, it doesn't yeah. you're you're thinking it do, that the the show of solidarity and um, defiance that the Democrats are, are putting on in these early hour, early minutes of the hearing, you're saying will not benefit? Will come to naught, but that will not be in the end to the benefit of the Republicans. You know, I anybody that I don't know. I, I as I was listening to the screaming and the, I was thinking, you know, most people, most Americans. Oh, come on. I say two more. There's going to be two more. Let's bet. That's one. And here's the final one. Oh, all right. I say one more. That's it. That's it. Yes. Jesus. That's like counting to ten at the red light trying to make the green go. Oh, man. <laughs> I was saying that I think Americans who don't pay as much attention to what's happening as me and you um, just see this screaming and yelling, and they just throw up their hands and say, they hate everybody. They think both parties are terrible. They think Congress is awful, but they can't they can't tell one side from the other in its horribleness. Do you know what I mean? I think that's unfortunately well, I mean, what I'm a I'm sure you're correct about that, but I'm just saying that to those people who actually are listening <laughs> to the two sides response. Yes. You know, to to the to the right. the, the debate that is currently unfolding in front of us. Um, to anybody that can add one and one, there's a clear side that is speaking the truth and a clear side that is just flat out, in the now tradition of Republicans, lying. Right. Just flat out lying. Oh, dear, 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 and I'm, dear. And, I'm, and I can't tell you how sick I am of, of this normalization of lying. Yeah. Just standing up there, and I have to say, I think Billy Clinton started it, but I, <laughs> or maybe it was Richard Nixon. I don't know. But this just standing up in front of the American people in bald face lying. First of all, yeah. I, where I'm sickened by it. I'm literally sickened by it. Yeah. I want to commend you on your use of the term bald-faced as opposed to bold-faced, which I think most people say, believe it or not. Because bald... Yeah, no, it means, it means in stark relief. But why is it bald-faced? I don't, I don't know. There's nothing covering it. It's Here's the other one they is. get wrong. A horse chomping at the bit or champing at the bit. I always say chomping. I do too, but all of a sudden, well, the as horse I was biting the bit to get going. But no, all of a sudden, I thought, I'm not sure which one is right. <laughs> I've always known, but wait a minute, it's chomping at the bit. Has to be. No, it doesn't have to be, but I think it is. But I think most people. I don't know why I'm getting off on that. I just I'm I'm trying to. It's easier. It's a reflex. I mean, we deflect to grammar. 
other people just like to lie. <laughs> well, I don't know, but I, it's just something to say. And while we're doing that, let me just get one out of the way, and then we got to actually, I want to go back, backpedal a little bit and go to the two funerals um, this weekend. But um, the use of the word, where the hell did this come from? The use of the word curate. Um, oh, to, 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 uh, y y to organize, to, to do anything. Right. It seems like everything is curated now. I mean, uh, right. so so-and-so, so this will be full... And especially when people are trying to, like, say, you know, make something seem better. And this would Right, right. Like, your boutique has a curated collection as opposed to you're a buyer and you bought this stuff and you'd like to Right. Sell it. Or we will curate. This is curated. What I do, it's, it's one of these absolute bullshit, meaningless words that is, I mean, I guess some marketer some pr person started to use it making things sound more um i don't know carefully done or official high or something high class and exclusive high class and exclusive thank you that was it and and now i can't it's one of the things that's starting to drive me nuts you never heard that verb before what Two three years ago, when did this start? It just it. Well, in the art world, you might have heard it because well, that's, that's what, where yeah. you do it. Yeah, you curate an <laughs> exhibit, right? Where you decide what art will make it into the exhibit. That's why people are called curators, I believe, or curator. I think it's curator. And there are even positions at museums called the curator or curator. Someone can look at it. And up. they decide they are simply the. Thumbs up or thumbs down to what gets into a collection. collection. Exactly. So how and come now? It's based on their exquisite knowledge of right. the subject matter. Right, right, right. So I just want to say now, just so I'm not alone, every time you now see the word curated, you can get annoyed. God. Oh, well, thank you. You're welcome. Ah. Okay, let's do this. I'm losing the battle on the proper use of the word I as well. I mean, everybody. I've just... I've, what I do you mean, the up. proper use of the word I? The, the, as in I versus me. Um, People do not understand that me is all the right, objective okay. form okay, of so I. Okay, so in other so words... Everything is you and I when sometimes it's you and me. That's true. Because everybody thinks I sounds classier. Well, they they know that me uh, can be problematic at times, and they sh they were always told no, that's I. And so now, right, they use I where they should be using me. And they're me. always wrong. Well, it, it's like when they say between you and I, that's yeah. wrong. <laughs> right. And it is me is wrong. You know, I don't blame people for not getting that right. Seriously. Seriously. Look, that one doesn't particularly bother me. It's the, it's not knowing when to use I and me after for for and. You know, <laughs> it, and it's not well, understanding when it's an object or a subject, and it just sort of irritates me. Yeah, right. Well, that's why Trump got elected, because Susan. It's because it, it depicts heirs, you know. Yeah. That's what I mean. I'm just thinking... 
you know, who are you trying to be so snobby and sound so correct? And you're wrong. You just yeah, sound well, ignorant. Cut it out. I know, but I'm saying you now and I too and me too. <laughs> no, you're going to about to make it the subject of something. I you too. And I now yeah, will. Right. You and blah, blah, I blah, blah, now blah. are exhibiting the kind of snobby elitism that got Trump elected, I just want to say. Well, I'm sorry. I just am from the generation that grew up with actual grammar taught in school. And, you know, we've had this That's conversation. Right. We diagram sentences. You know, we both liked it. Right. I um, loved it. You know what, Susan? We are wrong. I thought so. It is champing at the bit. People As say champion, they're part of the team. I don't know. Champing at the bit is the correct term. Thank you, Kurt. And I, I think I knew that, but for some reason, all of a sudden, chomping did seem more reasonable. It is not chomping. It's champing at the bit. Okay, thank you. I learned something. So there you go. All right. Enough. Thank you. Champing at the bit. Not that it'll make a damn bit of difference. I just want you all to take a moment or two to curate the verbs you're using. All right, so the funerals. I pretty much watched. I was joking on Friday uh, upon reading who was going to be appearing at Aretha Franklin's uh, funeral. I can't remember what I predicted, but I think it. I said it would be five hours, four or five. Did I say just four? Yeah, I finally. I tried to. I tried to record it just so that I could catch everything, and I finally had to give up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I think I said yeah, maybe four is what I said. How silly of me. Um, it went over eight hours, and uh, I got to tell you, that's too long. Well, and in eight hours, all that happened is that a bunch of um, black pastors got in trouble. Yeah, right. It seems like the fallout is everybody's mad at you these black... gave them too long to hang themselves. Yeah. So one pastor got in trouble for, and I'm sure he didn't mean it, but he grabbed, uh, he, he was... He, he felt up Adrian. Well, he wasn't. Uh, Ari- no, but he wasn't. Um, he was just pulling her to right. him, and she's this tiny little thing, and that's where his hand was. I his really hand got there on. Yeah, I, I don't I think, think so too. Yes, thank you. What he did to her that I thought was not very welcoming is he was very condescending to her, like, "Oh, you little thing." I mean, that was mm-hmm. nice that you tried to do that. And I didn't even know who you were. Ariana Grande, when I heard your name, I thought it was a new uh, new something at right. Taco Bell. Now, that's right. totally. Terrible. She had just sung. Did she just sing Respect? No. She, yeah. I can't. No. I, did she do Respect? Something. Well, but if it had been Respect, no. that would have been particularly uh, no, no, wondrous. It w- no, it wasn't. It, it wasn't. Was, but it was another one that it was. Okay. I, so I did. I I enjoyed, however, watching Bill Clinton watching all the women from behind. <laughs> well, a lot of people were saying that, and you know, we just assume. I don't know. 
He's such an old you goat. Mean, uh, I, well, if more than one of us thought that we saw him appreciate, appreciatively ogling behinds, it's probably true. Well, what happened is he the did, aforementioned Ariana Grande uh, wore a extraordinarily short dress um, for a funeral, I thought. Mm-hmm. But then I don't think anyone knows how to dress anymore. Even even uh, Meghan McCain, I thought her dress with that back cut almost to her waist was a little odd for a funeral too. Yeah, well, it's it's the it's the housewives effect that people actually think you wear ball gowns and you know cocktail dresses and in public. Yeah. Also, Laura is saying she thought she saw Clinton sleeping. I yeah, I think he looked. He got sick of, he knew he was on camera because he was seated right behind the, uh, everyone who was performing. But um, I think at some point he thought, you know, oh, geez, I can't pretend that I'm enthralled every, you know, he couldn't do it. And then right. he, he abandoned ship after he, um, just, after he, he spoke. He just got up and moved, right. Yeah. And geez, uh, Jesse Jackson is not in good he shape. Did, he did what every good kid learned in school. You take a bathroom break and you don't come back. <laughs> right. Oh, just sort of disappear. Anyway, I, um, whatever. It was too long. God. And then breaking today, the family has, has said that they are upset about uh, the actual eulogy in which uh, the, the, the guy's saw fit to um, chastise uh, single mothers know, single, single mothers, mothers of which she was of and you know and 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 uh, and everything you know when it, it didn't mention you know that that was describing Aretha and well you know I mean amazingly I mean here's a guy eulogizing supposedly Aretha Franklin who gets up and starts screaming um, it, you know, a political agenda about uh, the black family in crisis and and uh, no men around and black women, as amazing, as amazing as they are, he said, cannot raise uh, single by themselves black boys into manhood. And he said that with her, you know. I, I, with her sons. Yes. Sitting right in front of him. I mean, what the? What? They were pissed off. And he went on for 50 minutes. 50 minutes after people had been sitting there for seven hours. And he said, in his defense, when he found out they were angry, he said, well, it's a nuanced argument, and I really needed more time. I was rushed. I needed more time to explain it. He did 50 minutes. Oh, well. You, can't, you know, the longer something goes, the more chance there is of something going awry. And of, you know, I felt for her family sitting there in that front row through that whole damn thing. And, of course, by the end, they would have been touchy, to say the least. But, my God, he's up there talking about his own political agenda and not her. It's like Madonna right. at the whatever awards, you know, supposedly right, right, right. supposedly extolling uh, Aretha Franklin and doing nothing but talking about herself. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, people get it a little wrong. Yeah. 
Bob and Braddock says, hey, Lynn and Susan, are you two planning on buying any Nikes soon? You know, I have always avoided buying Nike. I have never bought Nike. Nike doesn't fit me, but I'll go and get a shirt or something. You bet. I think I'll get a shirt. If they have a shirt of the Colin Kaepernick uh, fa- the, 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 if they make that into a T-shirt, sure. I'd buy it. Yeah, I seconds. think a lot of people would. And for those who, if, if anybody doesn't know what um, what it says, it says, why don't I have it here? It I think says, it says believe in something even if it costs, costs you, you everything. everything. That's right. But it's Colin Kaepernick's face. Believe in something even if it it costs you everything I, i'm telling you when i saw that i honestly I, I it brought tears to my eyes one because i was so happy that he had a lucrative contract yeah I mean, honestly you know that he that i wasn't worried about right the guy yeah. who just lost his livelihood at the right. age of 30 right so i was thinking too uh that well first of all correct it's it's believe in something even if it means sacrificing everything. everything. Yeah, right, right, sacrificing right. everything. And, um, and you know, Kaepernick showed up at the uh, U.S. Open uh, this weekend at the match between uh, the two Williams sisters, and it was announced that he was uh, there, and he got a standing ovation. Yay. Yeah. That, I mean, all that's well, got it. Uh, Nike wouldn't do this if they didn't, as, as uh, someone, I think it was on the Today Show this morning, uh, said, look, Nike's uh, didn't do this without a great deal of market research, and they figured there's a lot more upside than downside, <laughs> and they're absolutely right. That's what they figured. Well, we'll find out, but what they're relying well, on, they're, what they're relying on like, is that there's more of us than there are of the shoe burners. Well, and, and I'm not, and I give them credit for a healthy dose of patriotism, too. Well, I'll tell you what else they've done is they are under contract with the NFL until 20, right. 2028. Uh, and, and they could run this during every single game. Well, I mean, they, they supply all NFL teams with, um, you know, all kinds of apparel Everything. and stuff, just tons of stuff. So the NFL has to be really unhappy with this because uh, also over the weekend, I believe, some federal judge uh, said that Kaepernick's uh, case against, <coughs> excuse me, the NFL, I guess it was an arbitrator or something, uh, uh, can proceed. And the right. Kaepernick's case is about the fact that he has a cause of action, then it can get to where it's going. Right. That he Although I, I also heard that apparently there's an NFL team currently considering him, and if he gets offered a contract, then that might be evidence that there wasn't collusion, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Well, whatever. Anyway, um, on Friday, wait, 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 wait what did I want to say? So this, this, there's going to be tension here uh, between now the NFL and Nike. You got to bet that the NFL and and the owners are not happy about Kaepernick being the face of this 30-year anniversary uh, campaign. No, it was satisfying on so many different. I levels. know, I know, I know, I know. I totally agree. And by the way, um, 
the more Kaepernick apparel that does sell, the more he makes. So that is why I'm finally going to end up buying some uh, Kaepernick. It has to be Kaepernick material from Nike. So they're going to do a shoe. They're going to do a T-shirt. And uh, it says here in the New York Times, if the Kaepernick merchandise sells well, the value of the deal will rival those of other top NFL players. So he'll make more than anybody is making from Nike, any other NFL players. They're also, Nike is also, according to the contract, donating money to Kaepernick's charity, uh, which is called Know Your Rights. Wow. So that's, uh, yeah. So, okay, enough with Aretha's funeral. Let's get to John McCain's. Did you watch all of it? I watched the whole thing. I was sort I of cried through. I was crying. I through. cried through the whole thing. I did too. What were we crying for? Something lost, and that wasn't just John. It wasn't John McCain. It was just something lost. Yeah, yeah. A sense of a country that we thought we had known, and a. It, it just seemed that I, I, I don't know. I want to know, though, how McConnell and Kelly and Bolton and Ryan and uh, Lindsey Graham and all of these guys could sit there and not feel shame. And well, you, they should have. I can, but I you know they didn't. Well, but I couldn't believe that Ryan said what he said about, you know, McCain and standing for what he believed in and that we should all go out in our lives and emulate that. And I'm thinking, <laughs> yeah, Ryan, we should. Isn't it amazing? Well, I somebody, I think it was uh, Charlie Pierce in, the, in Esquire, I think, said, you know, this was all produced. Susan, much like your husband, produced yeah. his own wondrous funeral. Uh, John McCain produced his, and he. It's, pro- it's one of the only perks of having mm-hmm. enough time before you die and knowing that you're going to die, that you get, and that's that you get to you get to have the say in how you get sent off, and you right. bet he 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 did this just the way my husband did it. Right, and they both yeah. had amazing, and they both did amazing jobs. So amazing here, jobs. Here's the thing. I think I think it was Charlie Pierce who said the fact that McCain had um that you know knew he was going to lie in state in the Congress and that these three men who he battled the you know Ryan and um why am I coming up with three McConnell McConnell who's the third that they would get up and have to show what hypocrites they are by speak exactly what Ryan did. He had no right. choice. And right. and uh, he forced them to laud him uh, and what he stood for, and by virtue of doing that, totally show themselves to be the opposite. Um, That's right. Brilliant. Brilliant. 
And well, I mean, well, and it's like the Obama joke at, yeah. at the funeral when he said, right. "He said, don't think that McCain isn't looking down on us, laughing that he's making George and me, you know, say nice things about him in public." Right. <laughs> but in fact, mostly, what I mean, that's not why he chose W and Obama. No, 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 it is. He did it again to say to the Republicans, you know, it's not all about you know winning. And losing, I think. There's yeah. something bigger. And I'm gathering in these two men who I fought tooth and nail. Ugly campaigns. The, the Bush, W. Bush primary campaign was as ugly as they get. And, I, I mean, McCain just brilliantly uh, sort of forced everybody to deal with what has become of of us. Um, I wonder what he'd think, though. Uh, supposedly, his friend Lindsey Graham, his dear, dear friend Lindsey, is the one that got Ivanka and, and Jared in there. I wonder yeah, what and is also, he's gone full Trump. I mean, he's just totally gone full Trump. This guy who had nothing but bad things to say about Trump uh, even 18 months ago. I mean, what the hell? So Lindsey Graham, I mean, what, what is that? I, I had wanted to believe there was something there, and now he is as vile as yep. Ryan well, and the rest. It, it, they've lost, apparently, their moral compass, and it was the only thing that was holding them anywhere near where they needed to be. Hmm. I mean, he's even, uh, Graham, uh, Graham's even, you know, he was Sessions' biggest defender, and he's turned on that, too. That's true. That's what I'm saying. Just a total, total turn around. Wow. Well. And people like us find <laughs> ourselves in the unenviable position of actually defending Sessions. Yeah, well, not much. But, you know. Not much. He is vile. I mean, he's as vile yeah. as they come. Uh, and, I, I, and I'm sorry, I don't even watch Saturday Night Live, but every time I look at him, all I see is yeah, McKinnon. what's her name? McKinnon. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Kate McKinnon, right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Well, uh, so Trump, yesterday, there's a big uh, motorcade waiting to... Bring him over to New Jersey, I guess, to play in his uh, golf alone. I believe he plays a lot just by himself. I don't think there's any. He is just. He doesn't have. Who wants to play with him? Well, um, Lindsey Graham. The, what, I think. Lindsay, what do you think the chances are, are are on a scale of one to ten that he cheats? Uh, let's see. Are you kidding me? Anyway, he walked I mean, out of the White House yesterday and was supposed to get into the car and he stopped and he turned around and uh, walked back into the White House. And so they had to put out a thing saying the president's schedule has changed. He is staying uh, at the White House. And I don't, and he just watched TV all day and tweeted stuff. Now what I'm thinking is it was hot as holy hell and maybe he came out and saw how hot it was and said, nah. I don't know. What do you think did it? I mean, it was. I a, have no idea. All right. Who cares even? 
I mean, I don't know. It's you know, he didn't feel. Here's what we know: if he didn't want to do it, he didn't. He doesn't do it. So he, for whatever reason, he changed his mind. Yeah, he did. One of his tweets uh, yesterday, when he had decided to forego his golf game, and this one is really amazing. It is just amazing to me. Here it is. Two long-running Obama-era investigations of two very popular Republican congressmen were brought to a well-publicized charge just ahead of the midterms by the Jeff Sessions Justice Department. Two easy wins, now in doubt, because there's not enough time. Good job, Jeff. That's the president of the United States. Um, by the way, well, that that drew a rebuke even from uh, Fox News via Brett Hume, who 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 tweeted back, "You you know, <laughs> the AG is not supposed to be the goalie for the president." Also, as usual, of course, this tweet has lies in it. Um, Duncan Hunter, one of the popular congressmen he's talking about, uh, uh, is, is what, charged with uh, insider trading. And that did not happen in the Obama era. It happened in the Trump era. So he, he wants to tie right. this to Obama as if the Justice Department is like a Democratic-led uh, Department. Right, so they haven't ferreted out all the all of the you know Obama people yet, and that's why this happened. No, this happened actually quite recently. They got right on this thing. Right, exactly. <laughs> they jumped on it. So it's unbelievable. And these two, the two congressmen, of course, who are now going to end up in jail, um, were the first two congressmen to endorse the candidacy of Donald Trump during the primary season. So, I mean, you know, crooks just are drawn to each other, right? Every low Well, you life. know, you like to hang out with people that have the same moral code as you do. It's more comfortable. Or no more, no moral code. None That's at all. Right. That None might be your code. at all. None. <laughs> None. Absolutely oh, there is None. A, there, No, here's their code. If it's good for me, let's do it. Yeah. That's it. Everyone for themselves. He, I remember the, the bumper sticker I once saw, and I thought, how could someone put that out there on their car, advertising what a despicable human being they are? And it was, I think, he who dies with the most wins, the most marbles, wins. Right. Disgusting. I mean, I I call it the I got mine, fuck you. Uh, what are you they know, thinking that in death? Yeah, yeah, Unbelievable. Yep. Um, I just want to say that one of the negatives of taking your dog to the dog park, Susan. Yes. How are you enjoying that dog? I am. He's a great little dog. He really I know. is. I'm excited to get to meet yeah. him. Yeah. However, 
when you go to a dog park, there's other dogs there, which is great. That's the point. But there's also people that come with the dogs. And at one point, um, all the other people left with their dogs, and I was left with just one woman and a dog. And she engaged me in conversation that made me, you know, just want to run so far, so fast. And I, it just, I didn't know how to get out of it. She's talking to me about ancient aliens, how she watches it all the time. She was like into the most bizarre stuff. And I'm thinking, oh, dear God, get me out of here. You know, where I, I just sat there nodding. Instead, I thought, you know, instead of like refuting anything she said, uh huh, uh huh, and just panicking, thinking, I gotta go. That doesn't happen to you? Uh, I um, now have an animal that refuses to go to the dog park. Oh, lucky you. And But I have to say, for the most part, the people that I met in my dog park, were nice. I really liked. Well, yeah. They, they were smart and yeah. political. I mean, the, the only real friend that I've made here in the time that I've lived here, because I'm never here, is a woman that I met at the dog park. Wow. And um, so there were a few crazies, but, you know, there were always people to um, manage to disengage. And Ernie's mm-hmm. naughty enough that I could run away. <laughs> oh, you always had to go extract him from situation. Oh, God. Well, that's a whole other. Okay, I have something, guys, um, to brighten our day. And uh, this comes to me uh, from a little publication uh, in Pittsburgh uh, that is, I guess, the brainchild of a former Pittsburgh uh, Post-Gazette reporter. And uh, she puts out this little newspaper called Print. I don't know. People, it's a dollar an issue, and there's a few little things in it here and there. But this is wondrous. It's, um, It's about... Uh, the fact that there is a uh, a race, you know, a race that you can, you know, like a 5K, uh, this K, uh, you know, there's the great race we do here coming up. There's, you know, all that shit. Anyway, the name of this race, which is happening in, in near my neighborhood, is called What's the Point 5K? And it turns out it's a point five k. What's the point five k? <laughs> and for any of you who are interested, this is not, uh, I believe uh, it's the sixteenth of September. You still got time to get into this. What's the point five k? The subtitle is a race for the unfit. It is, right. yeah, it a is half, a half K. Yeah, it's a half K. It's a point five K, which amounts to 547 yards. So yeah, I have never been able to run a half a block. Right? I know. I have never been, a, you know, I ain't no runner. But here, finally, a race I can run. And uh, it's, it's the brainchild of a guy named Paul Fireman, who I have never met but I have 
we've emailed back and forth, and he was he was very helpful when I was doing the Rob Rogers rally, so he was helpful right. to me with that. And he owns a, um, I think he's like an ad marketer, an advertiser. His his firm is called Fireman Creative, and obviously he's very creative because what's the point? Uh, K is his. What's the point five K? Right? What's the point five K is is his brainchild. Um, he also bought a, a wonderful old firehouse um, uh, on Penn Avenue in in uh, the East End, um, and he renovated it, and that's where his offices are. And when I read that the guy who bought the firehouse was named Fireman, I couldn't believe it. <laughs> so he even has a sense of humor when purchasing real estate. Um, anyway, back to his point five k. I just want because some of you might really want to join. It's at Westinghouse Park uh, in East Liberty. Uh, there will be a water station. That's not that's North Point Breeze. There will be a water station uh, halfway through the race. There will be a donut station, <laughs> and there will be also a nap and relaxation station. <laughs> Uh, the main event, the .5K, will start at noon so that particip participants can sleep in <laughs> instead of these horrible early starts of these other races. And for the more vigorous, there is at 10 a.m. something called a trash dash, uh, which is, you know, an effort to clean up all the bottles and cigarette butts and all the other stuff that's uh, in the park. Uh Participants, it says, will have two hours to uh, make it around the course, which generally is about a six-minute walk, uh, bef before <laughs> sweeper trucks start <laughs> picking them up. <laughs> anyway, uh, the website to sign up for the race is www.whatsthepoint5k.com. Again, it's on the uh, 19th, did I say? I don't know. Did I say? Maybe I didn't. So there you have it. Is that not cute? That is as cute as could be. It's so friggin' funny. September 16th, Westinghouse Park at noon. Be there or be square. They're going to have a taco truck and all kinds of stuff. They want you to bring your dog and uh, Dress in costume. That said, I had dinner with my grandson on Friday night, and yeah. we walked to the restaurant with, and we were coming back, and I, I remembering one of my favorite childhood mem memories, asked my grandson if he knew how to skip, and he said yes, which of course he didn't. He knows how to gallop, but that's a fine point. And I said, "You want to skip?" So we held hands and we went skipping down the street. And uh, and we skipped for two blocks, and they said, let's run, and he took off. <laughs> and I'm running after him, and, uh, and we ran the rest of the way home. And I am here to say that I was so proud of myself that I could skip half the way and run the rest of the way home wow. from the restaurant. <laughs> oh, man. See, I could. Oh, no. Jeez. Well, that's what the— Yeah, I'm also, I'm also boxing these days. Oh, and you are? I say— that is the most horrendous the most workout fun. ever. Yeah, I know. It, it's a good workout. It's Time flies by, 
and I have more fun punching the crap out of something. I must I have bet a you lot do. of pent up aggression. Yeah, I bet it you just do. Feels wonderful. Great, go for it. I had a trainer who tried to get me into boxing, and no, uh, it was the most exhausting thing I've ever. Uh-uh. Not for me. Not for me. Oh God, it's fun, and now we're doing you know you know knees and kicks and oh God, it's fun. Geez, you're gonna end up going into like extreme, uh, you know, you'll, you'll 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 be in a cage match pretty soon. I know, I know. I'm I'm taking. I'm starting to walk later and later at night as bait. <laughs> oh, for Christ, honest to Pete. I think we maybe even have a call that's been waiting impatiently for some time. Impatiently, okay, go. Okay, hello. Hello, Lynn. Yeah. Geez, you sound as yeah, bad as Susan I and me. Now, you know, in the past, I defended that. Oh, you're right. Oh, God, I don't mean right. to open okay. up an old wound now there. Now I've watched it enough and researched it enough. Now I think they're full of shit, too. They are. So I just wanted to tell you. Well, as thank a, you. As a, the Christians, I think, are full of shit, too. So I pretty much think most people are. Are full, full of shit. So. Well, right. and so a happy why, uh, day to you, too. I just thank you very much. entertainment, that's all it is. It's full of shit. Like that's right. Everything's full of uh, shit. I'm sorry, Goodbye. but I'm proud Bye. of you for ferreting out the truth. That's right. Yeah. Goodbye. Yeah, thank you. Goodbye. Bye. <laughs> Poor miserable soul. Uh, uh, okay, here's a... Uh, yeah, here's the rule. The more you watch, the more you want to believe in it, the less it appears to be true. Yeah. Russ writes, just logged on, and not sure you covered this, but have you seen... The new ad for Lou Barletta, Susan, that's uh, a congressman who's running for the U.S. Uh, Senate um, against yeah, so no, I haven't. Casey. Yeah, no, we have not. His motto is kids before Congress. I almost spit out my drink. This POS, I believe that stands for piece of shit, this POS that backed Republicans who want to do away with CHIP and public schools, the basis of the ad is to get more guns in schools. I know, I know. So he says kids before Congress. I saw an ad. Is that the? I did see an ad in which he's saying, you know, the us uh, people in Congress, we got, I mean, excuse me, Susan, we people in Congress have um, have security, we got, you know, all these. We got metal detectors. We got blah, blah, blah. And his big stance is he wants to take all those metal detectors and all those security people and give the kids in schools the kind of security that they have in Congress. That's his, uh, that he thinks that's a winning uh, proposition. Oh, no. mm-hmm. God almighty. Well, you know, you can do whatever you want. You can say whatever you want. But uh, back on my days in the school board, if you think we didn't have security experts, I mean, I was the, I, I was sitting on a school board, president of the school board, when Columbine happened. And um, if you don't think that we didn't have experts from all over come to us and go through every possible thing, and the end of the story is always, you can't. You can't make sure that someone with a gun doesn't get in your school. You can lock every door. You can, you know, no one's going to have enough metal, metal de- detectors to put on every door. That's not the way it works. You put them in the main entrances, and then you restrict to those things. 
But all it takes is one kid walking by a locked door from the outside and a kid that he recognizes going, hey, I'm locked out here, let me in. The kid lets him in, and that's your shooter. Mm. Well, people you, have this sense that they're supposed to be... If somebody wants to shoot ship, up a school, they're, they're going to shoot up a school. Right. That's not the solution. The security is not the end-all and the be-all. Getting rid of the ability to do it is the only thing that'll work. Well, but here's another thing. Um, you cannot safeguard every target, every, every human. You cannot... I mean, my God, the sense that we're well, all supposed we to be safe. Well, and to have to. No, but life, sorry, life happens. Yeah, in, in regard to the shootings and stuff, this is something we've brought on ourselves. There's no doubt about that. But um, I'm just saying this idea that there's some ultimate security that can be had is just ridiculous. Sorry. Life is not secure. There is no way to secure it. Well, I, you know, and here's the other thing. They just came out at a totally different way of looking at the security question. But they just came out with a new recommendation that your kids should be in a car seat until, mm -hmm. like, they're 400. <laughs> that, I, you know, and it I used remember. to be, you know, yeah. it, it's really until they're, like, 10 at this point. Like a kid will do that. a new recommendation. No. And that, yeah. that's just, you know, I'm Ridiculous. sorry, guys. Yeah. Hey, we all, we're all here, and we didn't have no car seats, and we didn't have no airbags, okay? No, if you want to keep children safe, give them health insurance for crying out loud. Here, here. <clears throat> okay, Roger writes, two cool bumper stickers I saw this weekend. One, my dinosaur ate your Jesus fish. <laughs> All right, and and two, science flies us to the moon, religion flies us into buildings. Ooh, there you go. Ooh, and then Roger says, "I haven't bought Nike in over twenty years. That's changing soon." Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's good. Let's that's pitch, good. Let's, let's pitch in. Let's. I. I. I have absolutely. I. I have felt that Kaepernick has uh, has shouldered this battle and taken on, um, you know, a a challenge that I. I mean, I'm sure it's it's what in some ways he hoped would happen that he would get that it would get this much you know, response, but not the way it necessarily got it. But what an important, important thing he has done to point out what respectful protest looks like, to point out our intolerance for making this country better, for trying to make this country better. What better thing to do is to go out and take a t-shirt that has a face that looks like America on it. I, you know, I can't think of a, I'm just, I think he's wonderful. I do Don't too. Don't know a thing about him. Except no, I think does. he's wonderful too. And um, obviously a very courageous man. And he's lost uh, everything he worked for in that, you know, he worked to be an NFL quarterback and quarterback. it was taken away from him. Um 
by by the cowards uh, that own uh, teams in the, in this country because they're afraid that obviously if you have him on your team, a whole bunch of uh, ticket holders won't won't come, won't show up. Jesus. Okay, so. God Almighty. Well, and you don't own. I'd like to tell these owners that that doesn't mean that they own these men. Right. And since most of them are black, it's a lot like sort of, you it, know. It, it summons up some really <laughs> some nasty sort of, images. Yeah, yeah, it do. I know that's not right. It does. Correct. <laughs> so John Kerry, remember him? I saw him at the funeral. Yeah, God, yeah. I don't want him to run for president. I know. Apparently, he's not ruling it out, and I'm thinking, okay, fine, John. You don't have to rule it out. We'll rule it out, okay? Jesus H., are you kidding me? So he's got a book out, and here's this wonderful review of it in the, the New York Times. It says, essentially says, it is really bland, <laughs> the book, bland, and it says, it reminds you why Kerry would probably have made a very good president. It also reminds you why he lost. <laughs> right, why he Be can't get elected. No, because bland, you know, that's what Democrats all are forever doing. They nominate these con conscientious, um, sober, boring, serious people who really believe in government and want to get their hands on the levers of power so they can do it and uh, improve the country and, you know, all with the greatest uh, intention. But they make lousy candidates, so you can't win. And I think Democrats have finally figured out you need competent and charismatic, and they fig and that's what you had with, frankly, uh, Barack Obama, quite clearly, or J.F. Kennedy, yeah. and maybe Bill Clinton. No, oh, I'm Bill Clinton. No, maybe <laughs> about it. Anybody that saw him a person knew could feel the mag the, <laughs> the magnetic pull. Yes, right. So that's that's the way you got to go, and you know Hillary and uh, Kerry, and Gore, and Dukakis, these are all competent, good people who can't win. Um, I've said this a million times on this program. Uh, one of the few things, you know how you hardly remember anything from your entire schooling you know, there's just a few facts and things that stick in your head. Um, and in a political science class I took at the University of Wisconsin, I remember this. I remember that Professor Adamani, and why would I remember him? Professor Adamani said, the very characteristics required to make somebody a great president are the very characteristic that make him a lousy candidate. And that the two require a, being a 
successful candidate and being a successful president um, require a totally different skills. And right. very few people possess both. Um, and, you know. Well, it requires a certain amount of narcissism to put yourself in that position in the first place. And that narcissism run amok is what is the undoing of so many of these men. Well, I maybe, but I, I mean, I just think, you know, you have to be a salesman, essentially. You got to be a salesman. And you might be great at the job, but you can't get the job if you can't sell yourself. If you, well, if you can't sell your vision. Oh, boy. So. But, and it's true. But, and if you're a bland guy that doesn't, that can't get people to listen to you beyond ten words, it's not going to happen. No, it's not going to happen. You know, Carrie, uh, you know, you do better doing, being, what do you ended up being, uh, Secretary of State? I mean, you know, you do better doing that kind of work. Buckle down and, and do that. Anyway, I think we will end uh, today's program with uh, this from the science section of the New York Times today. Should I flush it is the headline. <laughs> the answer to most things except what comes out of your body is no. That's absolutely right. That's essentially what it says. No. Unless no. you've been eating cocaine packets. Yeah, I'm not sure you should flush those. Either. Oh, dear God. So all these things that people put into the into wastewater, and it's right, just they're right. all wrong. Don't stop doing it. The only thing that belongs in the wastewater is waste, natural waste, and toilet paper. That's it, because that biodegrades very quickly. Guess what doesn't? Disposable wipes that say that they biodegrade they, they're flushable that means they'll go down but they won't go away they won't go away they've got rayon in them they've got uh, other uh, materials in them and and they they have a, a guy saying um, we're seeing rayon accumulating in our oceans so stop it there's a thing called a waste basket a waste basket that's where the disposable wipes belong that's where dental floss belongs. Dental floss causes a bunch of trouble. I mean, have you ever had like a string or something in your vacuum? You know, how it can just, it, not, it can knot up the gears. It can collect. A, so uh, contact lenses, disposable contact lenses, they're plastic. They don't break down. They end up killing a fish. Put it in the wastebasket. <clears throat> don't put your medications ever in the toilet because somebody else ends up drinking them. Or your four-year-old will have breath. Stop that. <laughs> your four-year-old will have breath. <laughs> <laughs> kitty litter. Never! <clears throat> Even flushable kitty litter. What is the whole idea of kitty litter? It attract and exp it expands essentially you put that down oh, a and this, just not not because it doesn't biodegrade but it will surely clog, clog your eggs. No every eggshells. yeah right 
No eggshells go down your garbage disposal. They just turn to to basically cement and load your pipes. So just throw those puppies out, too. Oh, really? Eggshells? Uh-huh. Well, that I didn't know. Speaking yeah. of eggshells, I had the most amazing thing happen. Oh, I mean, we're out of time, but listen to this. Also, I can't believe they say tampons should not be flushed. I'm well beyond tampons, but I would not have been happy to see that when I was still using them. Right. They say, don't do it. Okay, so here's the other thing. I put some eggs on to boil in my house this weekend, um, thinking I was going to make, um, well, I wanted hard-boiled eggs. And then I went, yes, I did. (laughs) And did they explode everywhere? Yes, the most amazing (laughs) explosion. (laughs) I mean, I thought the house had blown up. I jumped 20 feet in the air. So did the dog. We were like, wah, wah. I ran it. Susan, there, I'm still finding eggs. I, I find everywhere. E- eggs on the ceiling. Did you eggs look on, on your ceiling? Yeah, they're everywhere. It was the most amazing blow up. of a, What an extraordinary explosion. I recommend it just for fun if you know, I mean, if you're. Well, clearly, uh, I only ask the right questions because you've it's done it. to me. <laughs> <laughs> That's the worst when you put on hard-boiled eggs to boil and you just totally forget about it. Yeah, you completely forget. (laughs) Until, boom! I mean, it was unbelievable, the sound. It was really, I thought, unbelievable. What a great science experiment. Okay, right. Okay, so that's it, and we are out of time. Susan, thank you. Okay, see you soon. Bye. Yeah, bye. Bye. And uh, you guys, thank you, too. Stay cool. Jeez. Um, And uh, see you tomorrow. Lynn Cullen Live, Monday through Friday from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. and archived at pghcitypaper.com. The opinions expressed on Lynn Cullen Live are those of the host and do not necessarily reflect the viewpoints of Pittsburgh City Paper or its advertisers.